Welcome to the Zen of Everything, a Zen take on life, love, laughter, and everything else. With Jundo Cohen, a real Zen master. That's me. And Kirk McElhern, that's me, a guy who knows a bit about Zen. Good evening, Jundo. I'm sorry I'm late. Oh, no, no, it's okay. I, I, I don't expect uh, anything more from you. That's why I'm never disappointed when you're late. But it, most of the time, it's, my, it's me being late. That's true. But I'm disappointed that you don't expect more from me, though. Well, no, if you don't expect much, then you're never disappointed. This is really Buddhist. That is, that is a Buddhist teaching. Accept <laughs> <laughs> all things point. are as they are, and then you're, 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 you're never disappointed. Set the bar really low, and you won't even have to jump over it. Set the bar so low that there's no place <laughs> lower. And then, you know, I, I, I keep telling this to people. If whatever life hands you, you just expect it and accept it, you know, then there's nothing to be disappointed about. It. And basically, we don't need Buddhism, and we don't need this podcast, and we can go home. <laughs> that, that reminds me of one of my favorite Jim Morrison um, lyric lines. I've been down so long, this looks like up to me. Well, there's a difference. You know, when you're, you're, you know, uh, when you're on the barroom floor, when you're really in the gutter, when you're, you're so low, that is not what we, we talk about, it, about setting the bar low. True. It, it, that that's when you've really messed up your life, and you you gotta. Or as Jim it. Morrison sings, "Show me the way to the next whiskey bar." There you go. There you go. Or <laughs> I don't know why I'm in a Doors mood today. I think it's like the 50th anniversary of L.A. Woman re- coming up soon. All right. Yeah. You know it, it, what we're talking about is not letting yourself hit bottom and then working up. Though some people need to do that sometimes. And you know, start start afresh. What I'm talking about is accept life when it's up, accept life when it's down, but always work to have a peaceful, graceful, good life. You know, the guy in the gutter has has really messed things up. You know, try not to mess things up. Isn't there a risk of complacency if you're constantly setting the bar a bit low, so you're not disappointed? As I've often said about every episode we've done here, one can accept and not be complacent at the same time. In other words, keep working, keep balance, keep good, yet, yet, accept whatever comes. So you're walking the trail of life, right? Try to stay in the good place on the trail. Try to avoid the poison ivy. Try to avoid the mud holes. But if you do fall in the mud, or worst case, off a cliff, on your way down, just accept it. Because what else, what other choice you got? I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, at that, at that point, there's nothing else to do, is there? Right. Now, I, I, I was once thought of, of uh, making a video game where you win everything. You can't die. In other words, you just keep getting points. Anything you want to attain, you attain it. And you want to know what? It would be the most boring game in the world. We need to lose. You, you probably don't realize this, but um, 
I'm not a big game player. I don't have any video game consoles, but I play the occasional game on my iPhone. There is a common thing in games called Zen mode where you just keep playing and there's no ending. So I'm thinking there's a, a particular golf game that I have and you just play. You just go from one hole to the next. There's no score. There's no winning. There's no losing. This is a commonly accepted term in video games. What if you programmed it that every stroke was a hole-in-one? But that would be boring. It would be great for about five minutes. But then it would be... No, it would be great for about three times. Okay, yeah. But soon, it would be just pointless, meaningless. I think our life must be structured to win and lose, or we can't be human beings. There's a concept in Buddhism of rebirth which traditionally means that you could go to a realm of being amongst the divas, the gods, and they have only pleasure. They get whatever they want. And it's actually not considered a good place because you cannot find true freedom there. What you find is the, as we we talk about from time to time, the opium den, where you just feel really good. But after a while, if you could imagine if you got everything you wanted, you would not just, just be a spoiled child. You would be bored. You would not be alive in some ways. The best realm is to be human where, hey, as the Buddha said, win some, lose some. <laughs> you, you know, people often want to go hang out on a beach for two or three weeks and have those drinks with the little umbrellas and lie in the sun and all that. But anyone who ever does that gets bored after a while. After two or three or four weeks, they just want to get home because it is so. It's the same thing over and over, and the lack of variety means that there's no interest, there's no change going on. We would be in uh, heaven, you would think, if we got everything we wanted. Endless ice cream. Uh, that's what I would have in my heaven. I would have an ice cream bar. You know, I, I just went to the doctor today, and he said, you know, during the COVID thing, you put on five pounds. Cut out the ice cream. That's, you know, so, I, but I want to go to a place where Anything I wanted, the snap of a finger, money, sex, power, you name it, you know, I would get it, right? It would be destructive. It is best to be a human being in this world where sometimes we win, sometimes we lose. Now, unfortunately, the way this world works, sometimes when you lose, boy, it's really bad. It can be, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to be in a situation where we're talking about, oh, you you lost, you lost your family, you lost, uh, you know... Everything that means something in your life, it can be really hard, really hard. That is what the Buddha pointed out, too. I just want to go back to the ice cream because I I think I mentioned this in a previous episode. When I was about 12 years old, I worked in a Carvel ice cream store. Remember Carvel with the soft ice cream that comes out of the machine? All you can eat. (laughs) It is. Right. So when I started the job, the owner of the store said to me, you can eat all the ice cream you want. That lasted about three days, and then I barely ate any ice cream after that. They're smart. They know what they're doing. Yep. Right. Yeah, rather than say, okay, you can eat the ice cream, and I'm going to be jonesing for the ice cream, this way he let me learn a valuable lesson. Let me tell you something. If I was the head of the big Carvel of the universe, the ice cream store of the universe, I would have designed this universe a little differently, where we could lose a little. I think, you know, to see people lose their entire lives like we were talking uh seeing their children sick that's a little too much loss for me and i don't like how this universe i'm shaking my hands at you 
Carvel, Mr. Carvel of the universe up there, whoever designed this, if someone designed it, because you made it too much law. And this is what the Buddha said. We do have some terrible tragedies here, but we can even flow with that in some way. And the Buddha said, flow with the roller coaster as it goes up and flow with the roller coaster as it goes down. I don't think he talked about roller coasters. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean. I'm uh, figuratively, I'm literally talking figuratively. Metaphor, metaphor. Yeah. I find it interesting that the first noble truth talks about how life is dukkha. Life is full of dukkha. And dukkha is often translated as suffering. And we've talked about this in the past. Disappointment can be dukkha. Disappointment It's a milder is, form of dukkha. No, disappointment is dukkha. I think it's the, the, there's no one word that captures dukkha. But basically it means you want life to be X and it hands you Y. Mind the gap. The difference between the two... <laughs> is dukkha for example it's only it, dukkha people say sickness old age and death this is dukkha no no yeah they think of the more serious things but that's not it, it's the tiny imperceptible dukkha that comes every day that builds up it, none of it's I mean, don't misunderstand it's only sickness when you don't want to be sick it's only death when you cannot accept and flow with death. i know that sounds weird but I had it when I was in the hospital. We talked about I was in the hospital a few years ago and I was sick. And I would go through periods of being completely miserable because I did not want to be there. And then two minutes later, I was fine. Let life hand me what it hands me. And when you are in that state of accepting everything, sickness is no problem. Sickness is no problem. And I, when my mother died, there were times I was in great grief because my mother died. And then a few minutes later, it just seemed like the natural way to be. And I looked at the spring, I looked at the flowers blooming, and I, there was no problem. My, to, my mother did not seem to be a loss. And then a couple of minutes later, I felt lost again. When we do not accept what life hands us, it is dukkha. Your house burning down is not dukkha. It's bad, but it's not dukkha. <laughs> You're you're not feeling so much at home that you cannot be allowing of your house to burn is dukkha. But at the same time, don't play with matches. You're not having insurance when your house burns down. That's serious dukkha. Okay, granted, insurance helps a lot with some of the dukkha. <laughs> it's yes. Yeah. yeah. Depending on your insurance company, because you may be disappointed in the way your insurance company reacts. No kidding. Yes. No, uh, many things uh, help with uh, dukkha, and we distract ourselves, and we. But really, the the ultimate go with the flow, with the Tao. This is the teaching: accept the ups and accept the downs. And in the old days, a thousand years ago, boy, when things were down, they were really down. You're talking about, you know, they had wars and they had pestilence and they had uh, they lived thirty years old, and you you had twelve kids and you lost half of them. It was really tough. But if to be a real Buddhist or Taoist, any of these teachings of, of acceptance of life meant you have to find the, the still and, and peaceful core that's at the, the root of it all. That's our teaching. I'm thinking about gradations of disappointment because you said disappointment is dukkha, and I'm going to have to disagree. Let, let's just take a video game example, right? Again, I'm not a big gamer, but you're playing a game and you don't quite make it to the next level, and you're disappointed, but that's not dukkha. In some ways, you know that that's part of the game, and you're going to go again, right, to try again to get to the next level. 
No, that's Duca. It's 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 a it's a it's a mini Duca. <laughs> okay, if I make a loaf of bread and it doesn't come out exactly the way I want, it's not Duca because it's still edible bread. It's just not. It's not the type of bread that I was trying to make, if that makes sense. Or is that just me accepting no, no, minor no, I, disappointments a little bit better than you? I, I think that the point is that for the little things, you just accept them more easily. But I know people yeah. who get so frustrated, so worked up over little stuff. You know, uh, I, I, I have friends who are truly obsessive, who would throw the pan in, you know, across the kitchen because the bread did not come up. Or I've seen my, you know, my son once broke a video game I bought him because he lost it. He got so excited he lost it that he <laughs> he, he smashed the game. You know, he was like 15 years old. You let you let your kid do that once, once. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's it's a kind of mini dukkha. But uh, the big dukkha is, of course, the things that the Buddha talked about: sickness, old age, and death. Uh, I would say bankruptcy and. Uh, was seeing some of the political situation in this world, the global warming, watching what's going on there. There's a lot of big dukkha. But uh, any kind of disappointment, big or small, um, is um, a dukkha, even if it's, uh, as the Spanish say, duquito, little dukkha. <laughs> le, le petit dukkha. Le petit dukkha, yes. Yes. So there's dukkha all around. My my allergies are acting up today. That's dukkha. Yes. I just took an antihistamine yes. before we started. Um, it's a little bit cold in the house. That's dukkha. That's disappointment. Yes. I'm getting a little bit hungry because we were both late and it's really lunchtime now. And that's disappointment and dukkha too, isn't yes, it? Yes. Yeah. It's a kind of, you have craving and desire. The Buddha said craving and desire is the root of suffering because it's when, it's not when you're desires themselves it's when your desires are not satisfied and at the other extreme don't get me wrong when your desires are too satisfied it's also a kind of suffering because you're you're not in the between is the true balance of allowing things to come and go win and lose but being at the still still point of it all uh, and uh, it's really possible and uh, let me tell you something i'm uh, how to say it i'm I'm from a Jewish background. I don't mean to talk about this stereo, so I'm just going to talk about my, my family. My family, when I was raised, oi, it was dukkha, everything, everything, <laughs> nothing, this is right. You know, you put the, nothing is right. The car is always, oh, the car's in the shop, it's dukkha, the, we got a new wallpaper on the wall, look at it, something wrong with it, it's dukkha, everything is dukkha. I remember dukkha from 20 years ago, dukkha tomorrow, dukkha, dukkha, dukkha. Duke is a Yiddish word, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so it, it rhymes with uh, tukus. It's like dukus. You know, yeah. we say dukkha. You got to yeah. put your throat in it. Dukkha. So anyway, yeah. uh, not to make a... I think uh, that's one reason that I was so attracted to Zen, because my relatives accepted <laughs> nothing, except nothing. It's all going to suffering. Nothing's going to work out. Then they're going to come and... The, the, the Cossacks are going to come and burn our house in the end. It was just Duke. So anyway. Oh, sorry, I, I, I was I was failing with my 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 childhood uh, came back here like heartburn. Yes, this 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 brings us back to the TV series that I that I um, helped you discover the marvelous Mrs. Maisel about Jewish families and fetching all the time. Yeah. I I don't think it's just Jewish because I don't want to make stereotypes. I think many no, it's not. ethnic people of all kinds, uh, any backgrounds can have this. But the point of the matter is, then they, they we we come to Zen and they say. Just accept it all. What? 
That's not so the. What do you mean? Sid, be quiet. Be quiet. What do you mean, be quiet? Sid, who are you to tell me to be quiet? What are you? What are you telling? <laughs> what happened twenty years ago? Let it go. How can you let it go? <laughs> like that. So anyway, when you do that, you you realize that it is possible to go through this world, and as we always say, don't quit. Try for the best. Try to make this world good. This is not complacency. This is not being passive. This is not just accepting whatever comes without making an effort. You try to stay on the good path. But when the path goes away you don't want, just go from there. If you want to go left, do your best to go left. But if the path takes a sudden turn to the right, you go right. You said earlier the disappointment's kind of like a mini dukkha. And so that's on the negative side, right? You've got like a dial and the zero is the perfect Zen point. And you go to minus one or minus two and that's disappointment and that's negative dukkha. But what would we call it if it's just a little bit to the right, a little bit positive without being ecstasy, without being the opium den? First off, you misunderstood what I said and I'm very disappointed in you. Oh, okay. Jundo, not Zen again. Is not, Zen is not the middle point. Zen is the whole dial. Yeah, I know. Be the that, dial. Okay. Any place on the dial is the mi- middle point. Okay? But any place thing. on the dial is dukkha, I thought. I thought that was the first noble truth. Any place on the dial is free if that is where you allow yourself to be on the dial. That's why we make a big end. So a big circle in the air. It's the big dial. What's ever in there, <laughs> what's ever in there is fine. But we need challenges to be human. This is how we ended up going to the moon and then coming back and quitting for 30 years and going to the moon again, <laughs> apparently. And, uh, and uh, Elon Musk said today, uh, oh, we're going to Mars within a few years. Of course, please be prepared. We're going to lose like 30 people on the way. He said that. Yeah, yeah. He said that. Yeah. But uh, people, this is the challenge we, we take. This is what makes us human uh, and great and uh, lets us cure COVID-19 and do all the things we do when we have a challenge. I like challenges, and to to do challenges, you got to be willing to lose some, you know. But uh, we can do both at once. I was thinking the other day about my two cats. You know, cats have a life of like sleeping and eating, and sleeping and eating, and sleeping and eating, and and the cats they go out um, next to a farm, they go hunting. There's mice and things. But I wonder if when they don't catch the mouse, they feel disappointment. I wonder if when Rosalind, the younger cat, brings a mouse into the house, up into the bedroom, and we manage to catch the mouse and take it outside, does she feel disappointment? I I think uh, having a cat here, I think at least they they look at me like they're disappointed (laughs) in me sometimes. Like, hey, it's five minutes. You're five minutes late with the feeding. What's going on here? I thought I, I thought I loved you, but you know, not not anymore. So uh, uh, I think that cats and all animals feel disappointed, which is why they take the next challenge. And we, as human beings, are just very sophisticated animals that have learned to feel. If a cat feels a little disappointed for not catching a mouse, we, as human beings, have learned to feel a million kinds of disappointment. <laughs> We're way beyond mice. We, for example, my cat doesn't care about anything but the mouse, but I care. I got I booked an airplane. I got to get to the airplane, and if my taxi's late, that's dukkha. I, that's a kind of uh, human disappointment. Our day from morning to night 
is trying to avoid disappointment, right? For example, I'll give you another example. I get up every morning, I make my breakfast cereal, and I have my coffee, right? Simple thing. But if it doesn't have my favorite bowl in the drawer, in the drawer <laughs> or I've run out of my cereal, or I forgot to push the button on the coffee maker, I immediately think, oh, no, what am I doing here? It's a small dukkha, but our life is meant to avoid this dukkha. And it's what keeps us great. Dukkha is not bad. So what do we need to do? Do we need to be aware every time there's that mini dukkha and say to ourselves that, hey, this is dukkha, we have to transcend it? Yes, that's exactly what we need to do. And we need to also say, okay, well, win some, you lose some, and now I'm going to try better next time. That's, you know, my grandmother uh, would have uh, said the same thing, you know? But the, we remember, we can accept and not accept at the same time. We can feel disappointment and not at the same time. I, 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 I often tell people, don't think these things are an either-or proposition. You can totally accept in one ventricle of your heart, and the other ventricle, you can just uh, feel heartburn because of what's happening, you know. And the two ventricles together uh, provide a nice beat of life. I just came up with that. Write that down. I'm going to copyright that. The, the, uh, the two ventricle model of Zen makes a nice beat of life. Isn't there the possibility that some people won't try to accomplish things because they're afraid of the dukkha of disappointment? Yes, it is a danger, as are, is the danger of the people who are so wrapped up in succeeding and winning and frustration that they can't handle losing or they just can't, are addicted to winning. That's bad. Any extreme is bad. Giving up and because you don't try, bad. Being addicted to winning, 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 have to win, I think can be bad. Uh, it might keep you going and getting gold medals for a while, but after a while, it's going to end up destructive when you can't get gold medals anymore. So, so the middle way, middle way, I'm going to coin that middle way, be trademark it. Yeah, I'm going to trademark that. Oh, the Buddha already did. We worship these athletes who accomplish feats like that or who win games and, and everything. It must be very difficult for them when they end their athletic career or think of musicians or actors or anyone that when they've ended this career where they're getting lauded for what they do and they no longer have that that sort of rush of endorphins of the excitement of winning zen is in many ways training in aging gracefully and as your powers weaken you no longer can do what you do before as it's a major achievement just to find your keys and and uh, just uh, <laughs> find a bathroom in time. Whatever it is as you're getting uh, older, um, we accept it. We accept it. No, I'm not uh, quite as, uh, as uh, strong and quick. My, my mind, obviously, from this podcast doesn't work as quick as it did many years ago. <laughs> but uh, you accept it until uh, in your dotage. You uh, fade away. Some people say, you know, some people say that uh, as we get older, we just return to our childhood and we celebrate babies who can't walk and are in diapers, but in our old days, we resist it. I would like to think ideally that the Zen fellow, as he's returning to his diapers and he's returning to his simple mind, just uh, realizes that he's going back where he never 
left. You know, so I, I, I hope I'm not. Check with me. Let's do our last episode as I'm on my deathbed. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so, Jundo, okay, this is the last episode. Was it right? And I'll go, who are you? <laughs> it's a good point about aging, though, because this does teach us very slowly to accept what we can't do. Like, you need glasses for the first time, or you need to have stronger glasses. Um, you maybe can do a little bit less physical activity because of arthritis or other things. Mm-hmm. If it happens all at once, it's really a shock. But as it happens gradually, if we can accept it, it's more of a, a journey of acceptance, isn't it? The, the transitions are the tough part. And this, this has been shown, I think, in some psychological studies. You know these studies where they've looked at people who ended up in a wheelchair. And you would think, oh, that's terrible. Now you're a uh, paraplegic or uh, uh, what's the uh, quadriplegic, a quadriplegic or paraplegic. Yes, I know it's tough at your age when your mind isn't as sharp as it used to be. Yeah, what were we talking about? Oh, okay. So you're you're in a wheelchair, wheelchair and uh, they looked at studies. People had motorcycle accidents, for example. And yes, it was difficult for the transition for the first few months. But for the wiser the people, or, or I should say, the more uh, psychologically flexible of the individuals. After a year, they were about as happy or not happy as they had been before the accident. And I think that that shows the truth of, of a lot of us, that if we are flexible, it might be the transition that's difficult, but you can come to peace and, and accept and find a certain satisfaction in many, many circumstances. And I, I've known survivors uh, of all kinds who you look at them a few years down the road, and yes, there's still some some memory there and some pain, but they they their lives have moved on. We move on. Okay, Roshi, where do we go from here? I don't care. I'm just completely disappointed. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe in iTunes or in your favorite podcast app. Please give us a rating. Tell your friends. You can check out past episodes at our website, zen-of-everything.com. Thanks for listening.